Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. The power of God is the power of God, and it works. All you have to do is have faith in the power of the Word of God, and it works for you. You got to work it. Praise God. Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe, continuing her message titled, Sleepless Nights. Speak the Word. The title to my message today is Sleepless Nights. Because people are worried about their families, they're worried about their jobs, and they don't know what they're going to face in the morning. But mostly they're worried and fearful because of the unknown. Fear is simply faith in the wrong thing. It's being fully persuaded of the devil's lies. But on the other hand, faith is being fully persuaded of what God's Word says. And that's what we have to be focused on, and that's what we have to be persuaded by, is what the Word of God says. We cannot let the enemy distract us from that and get our focus in the wrong place. Satan wants you to be afraid because it takes you out of faith, out of the kingdom protection. It takes you out of God's jurisdiction. When you get into fear, it just takes you totally out of his protection. And it allows the devil to come in and kill and destroy your life. Saints, it is easier to sleep well when we trust God to control the circumstances. In Psalms 119, verses 160, he says, The very essence of his words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. All of God's regulations, all of them are going to stand forever. Are you hearing me? In Mark 7, 13, in the God Word translation, it says, Because of your traditions, we have destroyed the authority, the power of God's Word, and we do many things like that. I don't know about you, saints, and I don't know about any of you out there listening, but I really want to be heaven-bound. And I want to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. I remember one Sunday afternoon, I was coming out of the Cracker Barrel. I think David and I had gone in and had lunch. It was in the summer. And there was a mother and her son that was sitting outside, you know, at the Cracker Barrel. They had these little chairs out there and, and checker things. And there was a little boy sitting there playing checkers. And she was trying to teach him how to play correctly. The mother was with him, and she was trying to teach him how to play the game correctly. But he wanted to do it his way. I overheard her say to him, Do you really want to know how to play the game right, he says, or do you want to make up your own rules? You know, I'm not saying that you're adding to or taking away from God's Word, but as you know, there are many churches that are making up the rules as they go along. Saints, it has always been that way from the very beginning as Jesus walked on this earth and even now today. It's always been religion versus Christianity and law versus the grace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, he said, He has enabled us to be ministers of the new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. So if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He lives in you, and you have resurrection life living on the inside of you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the same power that raised our Lord from the grave now lives in us. And you know something else? He walked out of that grave 
and all those that believe in him, we're going to walk out of them too. Amen. We're going to walk right behind them. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Just think about, you know, I was listening to that song. I think I sent it to you. You know, there ain't no grave going to hold my body down. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there ain't no grave going to hold my body down. When Jesus comes, I'm, I'm going to walk right out of that grave just like he did because the Bible says that he raised me up with him and seated me in the heavenly places far above the principalities and the powers of this world. And so all those have been raised up. And really, if we think about it, we should be sitting above this thing that's going on. We're, we are above it because he said he's raised us up and seated us above all of the principalities and the darkness. That's plagues and viruses and sicknesses and anything else that the enemy wants to bring across. Amen. Hallelujah. I realize that the things that we're witness today in our country, in our state, in our town, in other countries, we've never seen it before or we never experienced anything like it before. And I pray to God we never do. And I know it can be frightening and I know it can be terrifying. I don't minimize the fear. I don't minimize what people are feeling whatsoever. I'm just saying there is a way to expel the fear. And that's what I'm trying to do today. I'm trying to teach a word that will help you to focus more on the only one that can give you peace. Jesus says, I leave with you peace. He said, I give you peace, my peace. He said, not as man gives unto you, but I give you my peace. He says, so let not your heart be troubled. So he's the only one that can let our heart not be troubled. He's the only one that can fill us with that peace that surpasses all understanding. We, we, can, be, we can have peace. But the only way we can have peace is to keep our hearts and minds stayed upon Him. Yeah. And the only way we can do that is not to let our eyes and ears be watching and hearing things that's going to take away from that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what's doing it. The fear, the people is, is just in a panic. And I would be too. I allowed myself to watch about one minute. Uh, I can understand how people can be so terrified and fearful. I said, I allowed myself to watch about a minute, not more than two, out of curiosity. You know, my mom used to say, the curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> but, <laughs> but just about a minute or two, something came up on my, um, somebody you know, I, came up, and I watched about a minute of it, and I, I, I quickly turned it off. But it left an image. It left an image in my mind. And then all day long, that image kept coming back to my mind. And even the next day, you could bring, I could bring it back. Because we have to understand that our minds are so powerful that everything that you see and hear gets recorded and that you can bring it back and recall it at any time. And I only watched a minute. And there's people that are feeding on it, you know, like they're at a buffet. Yeah, that's Just feeding on it every day and believing every word they hear. And I don't care how much you tell them, this is fake news, fake news. Yes, it's serious. Yes, these things are happening. But they are making it worse. That's right. They're, they're whatever the word is, expounding on it or whatever they're doing, they're blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Yes, it's serious. Yes, it's serious. I don't deny that. But I'm saying that they could be doing some things that could um, encourage people and minimize the fear, you know, because they're only adding to it. The people, whether they, they may not get the virus, but they're going to get other illnesses. They're going to have heart problems. Over 900,000 people died last year from heart disease. 600,000 died from cancer. You know, we have these large numbers. Over 30 to 40,000 people die every year from the flu. 2017, 2018, 
if you look at the uh, disease control, if you look at those stats, you will see that over 800,000 people got the flu, and uh, over a million got it, and over 800,000 were hospitalized. But we don't hear about that. You know, and yes, I can understand because there's no vaccine, there's no cure, it, it's an unknown. It's unknown. So I'm not minimizing what's going on. I'm just saying that things happen, but God is here for us. He's our Father. He loves us. And He so reminded me, too, that He's got a good plan for me. He said, Joe, I got a good plan for you. And that plan is not to harm you. So God is not going to harm me. He has no plans to harm me. He has no plans to harm you. And this virus and other sicknesses and diseases, uh, and, and that you can find in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, He says, I, you know, I know the thoughts that I have about you, and they're to do you good and not harm, but to give you hope for an expected end or a good end, depending on the translation that you're reading. So you need to say to yourself, Lord, I thank you that you have no plans to hurt me. Right. You know, you have no plan. Your plans for me is to do me good and to give me hope and a good end. Yeah. And Lord, I thank you that you are taking care of me, that you're watching over me, that I can sleep at night because you're not sleeping. You don't slumber. You're watching over me so I can go to bed at night and sleep like a baby knowing that you're not asleep, knowing that you're watching over me. And that's what we have to do, brothers and sisters. We cannot continue to sit around and talk about and watch. And, and the more you talk about it, the bigger it gets. The more you watch it, the bigger it gets. And I try to tell people close to me about this. Some will listen a little bit, but some won't listen at all. You know, but you can only do what you can do. So what Dave and I have been doing, we shipped out over 400 CDs last week. Words to encourage people. We've mailed out over 100 books. Uh, we're promoting the word. that We're giving, you know, just giving, giving. We're trying to encourage the people and encourage them in every way that we can. And that's what we're still doing. And that's what we have to do. We have to be there for each other and, and help each other through this. We will come out. We're going to come out ahead. Like I said, some of you probably have family members or friends that don't know the Lord, and I know that you've been praying for them. And as I was putting my notes together, the Lord brought this back to my remembrance. As a matter of fact, yesterday when David and I was over there talking, I was putting my notes together. He brought my lunch over. Usually when I'm working on weekends and whatever, he'll bring my lunch, go get me lunch and bring it over. I don't ever leave. I don't even leave. But as I was putting the notes together, a prayer that I used to pray for loved ones that didn't know the Lord when I wanted him to show them favor. At times I have prayed for different ones. Maybe my daughter does not, has not accepted Christ yet, my oldest daughter, or maybe another member of the family, you know, and I would pray a prayer for them, and I would just seek the Lord. And uh, I'll, I'll give you a little example of what I would pray. I prayed as Moses prayed when he was praying for the Israelites and pleading with God for favor. You'll find that in Exodus 34, verse 9 in the Berean Bible. Moses said, O Lord, he said, if I have found favor in your sight, my Lord, please go with us, although this is a stiff-necked people. Forgive our inequity and sin and take us as your inheritance. And if you'll read further down, you'll see where God answered Moses and said, yes, they are stiff-necked. <laughs> stiff-necked people. I call the people that will not listen to the good news Stiff-necked. God called them stiff-necked. I didn't. But if you read the word, you can say, God called them stiff-necked. So I prayed this prayer. You can also pray this prayer for our country and other countries as well as for your family and friends. I said, Lord, I pray 
that if I have found favor in your sight, that you will show them favor and bless them. I know they don't know you, but I do know you, Lord. So I pray as a favor to me that you will show them favor. And I might add, I haven't prayed this in a while, but I have prayed it many, many times. And every time I've prayed it, God has shown that person favor. Always has shown them favor. He did it as a favor to me. I am his daughter. You know, if my daughter would come to me and she'd say, Mom, I know you don't really know this person over here, but she's my good friend. And I, I wish I would, I ask that you, you, you know, you would do this for her and do it as a favor to me. Now, how many parents going to say, no, I don't think so. God is our father. And neither is he going to say, no, I don't think so. He loves me. He knows they're in the wrong. But he also knows that it's my love toward them, his love toward me. So he shows me favor, and he shows them favor because he loves me. And because he wants, you know, by showing other people love and favor is one good way to get them into the Lord. You don't get people to the Lord by condemning them and preaching to them all the time. You do it by loving them and reaching out to them and helping them. That's how you win people over to the Lord. Yeah. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, we can pray and seek the Lord's help, and we can stop focusing on the things that is creating the fear, as I said before, and do as the Lord tells us to do, and that is to focus on the things above. God tells us in, um, I think it's in Philippians 4, uh, 6 or 7, 7, I believe, where he says to focus on the things above, and then he names all the things to focus on, and those are the things that we need to focus on. We can also pray this prayer also, and I might add that uh, I borrowed this from a friend of mine. Father, I pray that you will cause divine and fresh winds of the Holy Spirit to blow. Let the west winds of replenishment, the north winds of abundance, and the south winds of restoration and supernatural supply blow profusely. Lord, close the gates of death and seal up the doors of affliction and torment. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Saints, please be aware that the Lord God knows you're dealing with trying circumstances. And his desire is for you to be safe and secure during these turbulent times. God will see us through. He is our provider. And we need to trust him in this stormy time. We've been through stormy times before. But God has always brought us through. And I think that it can't help for us to start remembering. Yesterday I was remembering, thinking back, to all of the things that he has brought me through, all the times he has delivered me, whether it was in sickness or finances or whatever, or family, all the times that he has delivered me and came through for me. Right. Always, always, he never left me in it. He always brought me. And you know, this is a time of growth. We all know that God is not going to desert you whether you're in the valley on top of the mountain, but when we're in the valley, it's a time for growth. And it's a time for us to grow and come closer to him. And I, I really think that what's going on now, I, my prayer is that it will really open the eyes of some that have been blind to the goodness of God. I pray that it will open their eyes and that they will seek him, him, seek his help, because I know that God is waiting with open arms. And he's just waiting for you to come. Just come. He don't care what you've done. He don't care who you are. He don't care anything about your past. He don't care anything. You don't have to even take a shower, get cleaned up. Thank God, you don't have to do nothing. God takes you just the way you are. He comes to you just the way you are. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, some of you may not be familiar with John Alexander Dowie, 
but he was a Scottish Australian minister and he went through such a storm many years ago. He was a great man of faith that was born in May of 1847 and died in 1907. And he experienced some of the things that we're going through to now with this virus. He lived through a plague too. These are some of the words that Pastor Dowie said. He said, I sat in my study in the parsonage of the Congregational Church at Newton, a suburb of Sydney, Australia. He said, my heart was so heavy, for I had been visiting the sick and dying beds of more than 30, he says, in my flock. And I had cast the dust of its kindred dust into more than 40 graves, he says, within a few weeks. And he said, where, oh where, was he who used to heal his suffering children? He said, disease, the foul offspring of its father Satan and its mother's sin was defiling and destroyed and there was no deliverer. Then the words of the Holy Ghost, inspired in Acts 10.38, stood before me, all radiant with light, he said, revealing Satan as the defiler and Christ as the healer. Acts 10.38 in the King James, it says, how God anointed Jesus. I used to quote this a lot myself. You know, how God anointed me. How he anointed Jesus and how he anointed me. <laughs> Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth through the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all, all, capital, that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Praise God. And Mr. Dowie said, my tears were wiped away. He said, my heart as strong, I saw the way of healing. I said, God, Help me now to preach the word to all the dying around and tell them how tis Satan still defiles and Jesus still delivers. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, for he is just the same today. Praise God. Yes, he is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. In Hebrews 13, 8. He said about that time, he said a loud ring and several raps at the outer door. Two pending messengers, he said, Oh, come at once. Mary is dying. He says, come and pray for her. He said, I rushed from my house and I ran hatless down the street and I entered the room of the dying maiden. There she lay, groaning and grinding her teeth in the agony of the conflict with the destroyer. And that's who Satan is. Yeah. He's yeah. the destroyer. You see these sick bodies and the dying bodies? That's the work of Satan. Yeah. He's the defiler. And Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, the one that is risen, is our deliverer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I looked at her, and then my anger burned. What Dowie did then changed the course of church history. He said he ran the doctor out of the room with God's way. No, sir, this is a devil's work. It is not God's work. This coronavirus is not God's work. It is Satan's work. And the Bible says in John 10, 10, that the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, our risen Lord and Savior, came, rose today, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So anybody that is accusing our Lord and Savior and our Father of such stuff, foolish, is crazy. Just, just foolish. Foolish. He is not the author of sickness. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. He loves us. And he says, And it is time we called on him who came to destroy the work of the devil, which is Jesus. In 1 John 3, 8, it says that he came, Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. Yes. And he's the one, brothers and sisters, and all of you listening, he is the one that we need to be called upon. 
He is the deliverer, and he is the only deliverer. There is none but him. Amen. Don't need any but him. Brother Dowie said, then he knelt by the suffering girl's bed and cried out to God in faith, telling her mother she would live. The fever is gone. And moments later, the girl sat up, ate, and talked about how good she felt. Hallelujah. 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 He said, no one else in Dowie's congregation died of the plague, and God's healing ministry was once again experienced and operating through his people. Praise God. And that's what we're seeking for right now. We're, we're looking to once again experience the healing power of Jesus Christ as he comes through and wipes through all of this. I don't know what God's plans are, except that I know they're to do us good and they're not to bring us any harm. But I do believe that he is going to be the one that gives the answer to this situation. And he's going to be the one that gets the glory. His name will be glorified and honored, and he will get the, all the glory and all the praise. Man will not get it. God will get it. Man cannot do it. Praise God. It's like saints, nothing has changed where God and his word is concerned. Let us plead his blood over our family and over our friends and over our nation, yes. over everything that concerns us, and watch what our Heavenly Father will do. Amen. Just keep our eyes on him. Remember, the children of Israel not only survived the plague of death, but they were delivered from Egypt to worship. They were delivered from Egypt so they could worship and serve the Lord with all the wealth of Egypt in their possession. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This tells us that as we put our faith in the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, God is not only going to keep us healthy, He is going to bring us out of this crisis with our wealth restored and multiplied. Hallelujah. As we come against this demonic coronavirus, I want to remind you to continue in God's Word. Pray in the Spirit as much as you can. Yes. Read and meditate on God's Word that's filled with His promises. This way your faith in God will remain strong and your fears will vanish. Praise God. Your prayers will be more powerful. And as you declare God's Word, God's angels will keep you and your loved ones healthy and strong. Amen. 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 Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, The Weapons of a Warrior. A Soldier's Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. Do you want to win your spiritual battles against Satan's attacks? In this book, The Weapons of a Warrior, she teaches that when you're in a faith battle, you are there to invade, not retreat. Are you prepared to stand with God at all costs? Pastor Joe shares how God equips you with strength, wisdom, and discernment through His Spirit to stay strong, not only in spiritual warfare, but in daily living. Today, we'd like to send you Pastor Joe's book, The Weapons of a Warrior, 
a soldier's handbook for spiritual warfare, with your love gift to speak the word ministries of any amount. We're suggesting a gift of $20 or more. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23450. Or make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. Now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father, I thank you so much for your presence here today. And I thank you for all your blessings, Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. I pray, Father, that all those that are listening online and all those in here today, Lord, we just thank you that your word is always going to go forth. And we thank you, Lord, that your word went forth today. And you sent it, and it went where you sent it. And it's going to accomplish the thing for which to you sent it. And it's not going to return into your void. I pray a special blessing of all those in here and on those that's watching online. Father, I pray a peace over them, Lord. And I pray, Father, that they will begin to think about how blessed they are, how blessed they are to be where they are. And even if they don't have exactly everything that they need, they still have you. They still have you. And that you are still their source and their, their provider. And if they will continue to seek you with all their hearts and all their minds. You said, Lord, when we seek you with all our hearts and all our minds, when we seek you, we will find you. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word the Word of God against the world.